Hello, and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magalie on a Journey. I'm your host, Magalie Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the show. I'm so excited to be here this week with you for a little solo episode. It's been a while and the idea was that this solo would be released last week, but I got here, I got back from holiday with a ton of delay, feeling a little under the weather. And the reality of a podcast is that when you're coughing up a storm every five minutes, it makes it really difficult. (laughs) So I needed to just take a little break, give myself some grace and push it back a week. And so here we are. Maybe we haven't connected in a little while. Maybe let's just take a comfortable seat, take a few breaths. So feeling your spine nice and straight, inhaling through your nose, open mouth, let it go. One more just like that, inhale and let it go. Yeah, just arriving here together before spending this beautiful time. It's a beautiful day in Marin County. The sun is shining. There's these beautiful hummingbirds that keep coming to one of our plants that has totally blossomed. I was sitting earlier at the balcony and the hummingbirds kept coming in. Such a beautiful little being. And yeah, I'm excited to be here and to catch up. So As I was saying, I was on holiday. We went, well, I went to France to surprise my dad for his 70th. Uh, Some of you who might have followed the journey on Instagram, I was given my travel permit. I was granted my travel permit, so I was able to leave uh, with my green card, the U.S., finally. It's actually something that came way faster than anticipated. So I was really, really grateful to be able to go. It came two weeks before. So when I got it, I was able to plan for the trip and so not tell my dad, keep it a surprise. Um, My siblings and mom were in on it. We also were organizing a big surprise party for him, which ended up being not so much a surprise because (laughs) he found out, um, but which was actually a really nice thing because then he was able to look forward to it and yeah, just be excited that it was uh, happening. And it was such a beautiful reminder of a value that I really was taught within my family of gathering and community. There's times where with Raul, my husband, we have these conversations and I have this like need for like hosting big things or not necessarily big, but just with, with friends and family and community and creating these gatherings. And sometimes his, he wasn't brought up necessarily in the same way or it didn't happen in the same way in his family. And so sometimes he I don't know, will ask me questions about it, but like, where does that come from? And, and it just brought me back to a memory of when, so my, my parents have always thrown 
uh, events, whether it's been like anniversary celebrations or even big Christmases with like cousins and aunts and uncles. My mom's side of the family especially is a really big side. Uh, There's a lot of us. And so I grew up around these big gatherings. And then we grew up traveling and, um, you know, living in different parts of the world. And when we left Thailand, which I lived there until I was about five or six, and my parents really grew this beautiful community. And so they started a year after, I think it was a year after they left to organize these big parties with all of the friends. And it was these like such fun events. They created like um, fun, I don't know, like competitions and trophies. And I just remember as a little girl being like having such a good time seeing the parents having so much fun and us as kids, we were having so much fun. And it was also back then, like these were pretty simple. It wasn't like crazy extravagant things. A lot of people pitched in and, um, you know, brought in maybe like potlucky style or, um, there could be some part catered or, it just felt really warm. It didn't feel kind of like, I feel sometimes when things get too fancy or formal, they can get cold. And growing up with these types of gatherings was always, there was a simplicity to it, which I really appreciate, which made things just warm and just easy and accessible, maybe is the the other word, or um, I guess it helped make people comfortable. And I think it's really a part of the French culture. I talk a lot about the things that um, I have to work on and I have to let go, but this is really a part of the French culture that I value so much and that I really, really appreciate, which is just this ability to gather and to, yeah, spend the time together and sharing. And in that time, In my family, we, in France, you tend to, like, during the summers, uh, just eat for a really long time. And I will never forget, we were, uh, it was when my brother was getting engaged um, to my sister-in-law, and we were, I think it was, like, the week before the wedding, we were at her parents' house in the south, beautiful mountains, and Kevin, my sister, who's been on this podcast's um, husband, was who's uh Canadian was like oh yeah my family called today and I was like oh and they asked me what I did and I was like "Mm, I had lunch (laughs) which is basically because we had yeah a five-hour lunch and uh that's all that we did that day and it was such um in that moment a funny thing and also a funny realization of like oh this isn't normal everywhere and for me especially in the summer it is kind of what we do like go from just spending a really long meal being with each other and talking and exchanging and then maybe having like a walk or a nap or I don't know, some chill time to then like organizing and thinking and creating another experience around dinner. And I think this is why experiences, especially around food for me are so important. And the aspect of like the nourishment isn't just the food that is being you know, created and given and eaten, but also just the whole experience of the gathering and the exchange and the being there for each other. And yeah, it's a part of my culture that I really love and a part of value in my family that's been really important. And that I, I guess I just got a reminder of uh, how beautiful it is and how much I want to continue to do that. 
going back to what actually happened, um, I we surprised him. It was so cute. He was somewhat surprised. Um, he definitely was surprised that I was coming because he thought I wasn't able to leave the country. So that was very sweet. And it was just such a fun time. My siblings and I had um, organized it together. And it was sweet. A lot of his um, friends were there and sharing, you know, there's not a lot of kids that would do this for their for their parents. And again, I think that speaks to the fact that this is a value that they communicated and shared with us. And we ended up using uh, the same caterer that we had for our wedding, which was just like a fun full circle moment a year later. And oh my God, the food is so delicious. Yeah, it was just a really special time. Everybody kind of brought um, different aspects of it. Like we did different speeches. Um, My little nieces and nephews, I really felt like I wanted them to do something. And so I asked them, oh, do you guys want to like maybe share something for your grandpa? And so they said, yeah, we want to do something. We want to do something, but we don't know what. I was like, okay, well, maybe how about we think about the different things that we like about your grandpa? And so one of them was like food, this specific type of food, which is called a rillette, which is, I really don't know how to explain it other than a meat spread, um, but it's really famous from the region we are. And so, and they have like the best one, the butcher who creates this or meat spread, um, you walk into his kind of store, you know, it's a butcher, like a, yeah, a store. And there's a little, literally trophies everywhere. Like he's very famous and he's creates very, very high quality, delicious foods. And so one of my nieces, she's like five was like, yeah, that's what I love. And then others were like, oh, well, it's, I love when he teaches me how to play golf or I love when he makes like silly jokes. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, one of my nieces, who's the older one of the group, um, was like, oh, well, how about we make a song? And she starts like singing a, a song. And then she actually, it was Jingle Bells, but she was like, let's change the words. And like, that's a rhythm that everybody knows because we're talking, these kids are around like 11 to two and a half turning three soon. So yeah, but it was so sweet. And the, one of, um, my, brother and sister-in-law's kids was like, okay, I want to write everything. And so he took like a pen and paper and was writing everything. It was just so sweet. And again, these are the kinds of moments that feel so special. And I was so grateful to be able to receive and to be with. And another highlight is just like going to the pool. And one of my youngest nephews doesn't swim yet and just like playing with him and having him like start swimming. I mean, he's two, right? Like it's or about to be three. So it was just very, very sweet, very fun. And yeah, a moment to cherish and such a big reminder of the importance of gathering. And another beautiful reminder of that was the weekend after we got to go to some of our best friend's wedding. So they live here in San Francisco 
Raul, my husband, was officiating the wedding. Again, this is something that I was just so freaking grateful that I was able to go and that I got my travel permit in time to be able to leave and to participate and just a witness. I mean, I'm a sucker for weddings, but this one was extra special because he got to officiate. And so, yeah, it was just so beautiful to watch. The wedding was so beautiful. The culture, the Spanish culture being, again, so warm and open and the mix of cultures um, because she's American and he's Spanish. It was just the most beautiful wedding. And again, such an important reminder of gathering and of these moments and, yeah, of being there for each other in, in these beautiful, special moments that happen in our lives. And it was so, so, so fun. I did mention at the beginning of this that this episode was meant to be last week because I got a little bit sick. So Madrid is a super, super dry climate. And even though San Francisco is not that humid, we are, you know, next to the sea. So it is much more humid than Madrid is. And I think I was a little bit tired, you know, jet lag and traveling um, that far. Obviously, San Francisco is pretty far. And I was for just like four days in France and then um, to Madrid right after. And I was coughing up a storm. It was pretty intense. And I, I mean, made the most of it. It is what it is. Energy-wise, I felt pretty okay. Um, it was really more just the the dryness and this like constant need to be coughing. And in the end, um, yeah, traveling, coming back. We're also like in AC the whole time because it was so freaking hot there. Um, so all those little factors. But I am happy that I'm feeling much better because, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but in two days, <laughs> uh, when this episode will have released, I will have hopefully ran my half marathon. <laughs> so it's this Sunday on July 16th. And it feels super full circle to be running it on this day because um, my first ever half marathon was the one in San Francisco and it was seven years ago. Um, so 2016 and it was on July 16th. So seven years later, since then, that year, I ran a half marathon every summer, basically. So every year for four years. And then in 2020, I was training for one, but obviously with everything that happened with COVID, it got canceled. And also that's when my burnout happened and, you know, a lot of the story. So I'm excited to be Looking at this race really differently, I think in the past, races for me have been putting myself a challenge, but in a way of like, I need to hit a certain goal. And I think here, I'm excited to just try to enjoy it, have fun. I will say I'm not feeling the best in terms of the training, just because I started training in April, then I got COVID, then there's been a lot of travels, and now I'm not feeling top notch. And so, yeah. And I was kind of questioning myself. I was like, oh, is this why you're saying like, just have fun and don't, you know, it is what it is. But I actually think that 
there is this part of my identity of like being this like really intense runner and wanting to hit certain goals that was really fun and really served me for that part of my life and that I'm just letting go a little bit and who knows I might be there again right like in a few years maybe I'll I'll be back there I guess for now I'm really connecting to I wrote this on uh, social media the other day on Instagram but like I feel like I'm in my soul era of like really really connecting to what my soul is telling me to do and it goes back to the fact that my word of the year is intuition and I, you know, for so many years didn't listen to my intuition and I'm just really happy to be focusing a lot more on that. And we, um, I had a great therapy session where we talked a lot about what it means to connect to the soul and how in today's world we are very much in the era of like escapism and actually anti-soul she talked about because you know, if somebody's feeling depressed, if you have anxiety, it's like, let me go get anxiety medicine or let me go get antidepressants. This is not me giving out any medical advice or suggesting that those things are not good. You are your own best healer and you know what is best for you. I think what I, my personal experience has been that often there is like, oh, here's an issue let's just fix it with this thing. And we no longer know how to kind of go deep. And we were talking about a lot of some of the difficult things that I've experienced throughout and how there is a way to really tune into that. And if, you know, there is sadness or a little bit of depression, um, for me, for sure, that happened when I shared this in a previous very vulnerable episode, but a previous episode talking about how I got herpes and that was a really difficult and a time of my life where I fell a little bit into a depression and it wasn't, you know, I didn't pull away from that. I, I was able to go deeper within and to learn from what it is that was going on and actually what that experience taught me. And I can see it really today. And again, I talked about it in that very vulnerable episode is that I started to learn how to love myself. There was this thing that had happened to me that created a huge wake up call. And so, yeah, I, I just, I'm excited to continue to live life connecting and living by the soul's purpose. So let's see how this half marathon goes on Sunday. You will know. I will obviously share. <laughs> um, but we just got a, like an email this morning saying that there is an excessive heat warning. So that's great. <laughs> I feel like at least the fact that I was in Madrid for um, the last a little while ago and it was very dry and, and hot will help me. But the idea is just to enjoy and have fun. The other big thing I'm so excited to share and to talk about is um, you guys know that Reiki is a practice that's really, really, really special to me. It's something that I've gone a lot deeper in. I shared that beautiful story that happened in the plane. I have had since really powerful sessions with different um, clients and new people so until now, I've been doing a lot of sessions um, in, you know, different people's homes or in my home, um, kind of going um, and figuring things out before 
being able to rent out a space and I'm finally um, going to be doing it at honestly like the most sacred special place ever because it's my dear teacher, healer, master, <laughs> mentor, Cindy, who you guys know. She's been on the podcast. We did a beautiful my God, if you haven't listened, you have to go back to the Reiki episode uh, where I interviewed her and we talked all about this absolutely beautiful healing modality. I will be, her space is in Noe Valley. It's if, if you're from San Francisco and you know where the Whole Foods is on 24th, it's like right next to that, very close by. And I'm so excited that I'll be offering sessions. Um, mainly on Tuesday evenings and Thursday mornings. And I have released officially as of today, all of the dates that I'm doing in August and September. So there's only 11 sessions in those two months. I have a lot of different things going on with the coaching. And so I'm figuring out my availability and um, I'm also learning to set boundaries and to know what feels good. And so I am so, so, so excited. If you're listening to this and you're like, Ooh, I'm interested in a potential session. I am offering the first five sessions at 30% off. Um, sessions are an hour and a half. And it's, if you're not really sure what a session can look like, it is just a moment for yourself to receive healing energy. And for a lot of people that I've been doing sessions with, recently it's been you know maybe like visually seeing different things um connecting to their inner child or to different things that have happened in the past it might be just coming out of it feeling insanely rested and like there is just this power in uh receiving so whatever kind of thing you are looking for. The beautiful thing about Reiki energy is that it only gives whatever you're ready for and it's really just pure love and awareness. And so yeah, if you're curious and interested, I'll post the Calendly link in here to book um, one of the August or September sessions, but I'm so excited. And what is happening also next weekend, so in uh, a week from now that I'm recording, I'm doing my master certification. And so this is also why I really felt called to giving sessions from a space after that certification. There is a few things that I'm really excited to just go deeper and grow more within. And I mean, what a master certification gives you is just a, a deeper connection to Reiki. It also allows you to teach. I don't know if that's what I'll want to do. I'm not sure. I'm not there yet. We'll see if one day that is what I want to do. But for now, I'm excited to see the or to feel because really Reiki is all about feeling. Again, coming back to connecting to the soul, I think that it is, this is a practice that really, really, really helps me connect to that part of me. And I was sharing this with my therapist. It's a practice that makes me feel so um, giving in a way that, you know, sometimes you might be doing something and wanting to receive something in exchange. Like there is something about Reiki and, and giving a Reiki session that feels 
just so powerful in in the giving and I mean it's probably because it's not just me giving like it's it's not me it is really the Reiki energy you know I talk a lot about the fact that being a healer what that means is helping others heal themselves because it's not about and some people say they don't like the word healer I personally connect to it but not from a place of I'm the person that is there to heal you. No. What a healer is to me is a guide that enables you to see the healing energy and powers within yourself and that you've got the ability to do that for yourself. And sometimes we all need guides. I do. I mean, I have, I'm in talk therapy. I see a Reiki healer. When we were in Madrid, I um, saw another healer, which was so interesting He helped me understand that my emotional body is doing so much better and has done a lot of healing, but that my physical body hasn't caught up yet with the healing power or or with the emotional body. And that was such a powerful message. And, you know, a healer or somebody that's trying to help you say them saying that is one thing, but it's about the message that they're sharing, that they're spreading, what that actually means for you and how when you're internalizing it, what you're learning about yourself and it just allows you to access and to tap into the things that you already know. You just need a little bit of help seeing it. So I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I'm also really, really excited about the next podcast guest that we're going to be having There's really some amazing, amazing hosts coming or guests coming that I'm excited of hosting. And then I also, I'm creating and preparing different things for my one-on-one coaching program. So if you have been curious about what coaching could look like, I'm going to be just explaining a lot more what the journey of coaching is. And for me, what's important about the journey of coaching is that it's it's not a lifelong thing. It can be depending on the different things you're working on. But for me, the idea is like having these three to six months containers that are maybe a little bit more intense and regular is just so powerful. And then taking a break. And then if there's something else that needs to, like whether it's like a kind of a catch up or a maintenance here and there, or if there's another container to work on something completely different. But yeah, it's been really beautiful for me to support Uh, some of the clients that I've been supporting in a more regular basis and seeing the impact and seeing the change and really, again, the healing that they're doing within themselves. And I feel like sometimes being a coach is like being a cheerleader. I shared this actually in um, the speech that I did for my dad's 70th that I feel like I really had that in my life and that maybe this is one of the reasons why I'm becoming a coach today because I had that person kind of cheering me on and showing me the way. Both of my parents played that role and my siblings too. And so, yeah, it's a very powerful thing um, to have. And I think it's sometimes extra powerful when it's somebody that is outside of your family system because there are so many patterns that we can repeat or that we're kind of continuously working on and having somebody externally help you kind of notice those and point those out can be really, really helpful. 
So I'm so excited for all those things coming up. Thank you so much for continuing to be here, for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please rate and review. Please share it with friends. Um, I cannot believe that it's July. I launched this end of January and we're still here about six, seven months later. It's been a, a medium that I'm really loving sharing. I'm also learning a ton by talking to these different guests and yeah, just learning from their beautiful healing journeys or from the amazing businesses that they've created or just the things that they're learning from their lifestyles. I just, I believe that storytelling is so powerful and that we can each, you know, uh, understand something about ourselves as we're learning about different people and what they've gone through. And so I hope that this medium and this channel continues to do that for you. And at the end of the day, the reason I want to do it is to help you connect more with yourself, to unlock your vitality and to feel like you have the power to live your best life. So if you have any questions, any feedback, anything that you want to um, see, any guests that you think should be on, please DM me whether it's at Magliana Journey or at Unlock Your Vitality Podcast. I love to hear how things are going and I absolutely love to see new reviews and just you sharing and yeah, learning and exploring more about yourself. With that, thank you so much. I will share with you how my half marathon goes and I wish you a beautiful rest of your week and see you next week. Bye.